Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. We hope you enjoy the show and please feel free to leave us a review. It really does help. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk or our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast. So today's show is for you if you want to get organized for your 2024 and have your finances, your personal life, your work life. I'm not going to say balance because Abigail might tell me off. Uh, that is explain more on the show. Um, but if you really, really want to get your shit together for 2024 and be super organized, we're joined by Abigail Langridge. She supports high achieving women reclaim their personal life and alleviate their headspace of all things that keep them awake at night and interrupt them throughout the day. She brings a true essence of having a personal assistance alive, tailing her support to each person. Abigail has scooped up Mary Poppins, brought her into the modern day. And now Poppins PA offers a new six month accountability time management program to support you in making the shift from chaos to calm. Welcome to today's show. Um, I'm going to be a bit honest today and say tell you a little bit about how I stumble through life with my craziness. A lot of people say to me, how do, how do you do all of that? Like, how do you do like the horses, the dogs, the cats, the whatever? Like, how how do you do all that? And I've got to admit, there's been different ebbs and flows around how I've managed that at different times. And I'll be honest, I haven't. I haven't managed. I haven't coped. I haven't set boundaries. Um, I've been super stressed out. I've reached burnout. Um, and it's it's it can be really, really hard, the, the, the mum juggle of uh, different plates whilst having it all, as they say, um, trying to be the best mum, be the best wife, be the best owner, have a life, have a social life, <laughs> um, have, be a success, you know, all, all that sort of um we can have it all. We can have the children and the career and we can have it all. But I do think there's a level of point where you 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 end up, we end up piling more and more and more onto ourselves and we don't set the boundaries. Um, we don't have calm um, and it's just organised chaos. So I welcome Abigail um, to the conversation and I know she's going to add loads of value. I'm going to be making notes. Um around how we can organize the absolute bejesus out of our lives so that we don't have overwhelm we have more time um we're more structured and we can create calm so abigail welcome hello thank you for having me rebecca along at this time of year <laughs> yeah well we're recording this just running up to christmas so you know it's one of those even busier times um when there's so much going on but i mean how did we meet when when's the last time we met well, when did we first meet, I should say? How long have I known you? Oh, quite a while. Back when you started your networking. How many oh, years okay. back when you released your first book, was it? Yeah, so that would have been um, ooh, eight, at least eight or nine years ago. Wow, okay. Yeah, so long, yeah, quite a long time. Um, and so Abigail's a massive runner. Um, I don't run even for the bus, whereas Abigail runs for the fun of it. <laughs> You did start to run. I remember you doing a couple of lives when you started to run. I call it waddling, not really running. Running. You were running. <laughs> yeah, I was just sort of waddling along. Um, I I do try. I do try. I walk the dog. 
more now uh, than I ever because I've obviously got my rat bag of a little puppy. He's not really little anymore. Oh, he's gorgeous. Yeah, actually, we need to get our dogs together saying that. Yeah, we should. We should go for a walk, but I'm not going to try and keep up with you. You're fitter than me. How far are you running now? Um, I'm not running much at the moment because, again, trying to spin all those plates. I run it every Saturday morning. We do part run without fail. Hungover, ill, whatever it might be, part run happens. But during the week, there's lots of things that I could be doing running-wise, but it would be too much for me. So this week, I've taken a bit of a nosedive with the running, um, and I'm just doing Saturday morning. Last week, I did three or four different runs because it, it worked and I wasn't overdoing it. Um, but, you know, some weeks you just have to be quite realistic and not spin all the plates, and that's this week. Right. That's this week. So what's the furthest you've run? Well, I did the London Marathon in or April this year. Yeah. That was 26.2. Um, yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. I'd do it again. I would definitely you do. do it. You're nuts. Absolutely mad. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really fiddle, but, uh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say fit as a fiddle. Like it's, I do it because it's great for my headspace. Just going out, I don't go out with my phone or anything. Take my key, and that's it. I just go off. Don't really plan a route. Just go off and just run anywhere. And I just think it's I'm out on my own, and it's just amazing because the stuff that goes all round in your head yeah. when I'm running, it's not overwhelming anymore. It's not it doesn't bother me as much because it just slots into place. And I realise that the stuff, it will get done. The stuff will get done. No one is going to die from off the back of the stuff that I haven't quite done at that deadline. You know, it's just, it just puts things into perspective massively. And it reminds me of why I'm doing it. And just, it's just awesome. I love it. I don't do it to lose weight. I never have done, but I do it because I, I just enjoy it. I mean, it's really hard. Don't get me wrong. I, I can't just sort of, you know, knock out 10K every other every other week. But I do easily do five to seven K a week. Um, and with our, our son does it as well. He's nine now um, and he's a little pocket rocket. He's a bit of a celebrity locally here because he's he comes like in the top 20 of the park run. And there's well over 400 people that do park run, our, our local park run. Um, and it's it's doing it with him as well because it's something that we all enjoy together um and he won't ever miss it so it keeps us motivated and my husband lost um around seven stone through doing part yeah, well. yeah. so it's a really big thing in the house that we all keep up with it and not letting it slide so um and it really helps my business because I when things are really busy and everyone especially at the moment coming up to Christmas is have you done this have you done that can you do this and then obviously I've got my own stuff Sometimes I just think I am going to go on that run later because even though I have got it coming out of my ears, it will help and it will mean I'm more efficient, more productive. And it comes back to the basics that we all know. It's about pouring from your own cup. I can't stand that saying, but it's really effective. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah, very true. I mean, and also you're you're a pretty smart cookie because you told me once you have photographic memory. Pretty much. Yeah, I've yeah. got, I mean, it's one of the reasons I stuck with what I do, because when people do message me, I don't really have to write it down necessarily anywhere. I'll know that, I mean, I've, I instantly thought of a client, they want a window cleaner, they messaged me this morning. I've not written it down or anything, but I've already actioned it because I memorised their, their message when I was on the school run this morning. Um, you work super, super fast, I, I imagine. You get things done really super quickly. You, you have that kind of brain where you're able to 
multitask whereas me I'm writing everything down I have now white bars so this is how I manage my 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 busy head so I'm perimenopausal now um I forget words I forget people's names I'm on patches it's helped massively but I still have bad days Mm -hmm. um and I went from being like leaving cardboard boxes on the car um forgetting where I put my keys walk in and out of the house trying to find them from the car to the kitchen no they must be in the car to the bowl to the drawer oh my god can't find anything um to like now I'm 10 times better so I can just about remember people's names it'll take me a minute or so um and I remember where I left my car keys kind of thing um it's, it's not massively affected my job in terms of that kind of memory that cognitive memory but it has affected the the pace I can work at uh, before I was on medication so I really slowed down very easily distracted wasn't getting as much work done so then when I did start to feel better, I had 10 times more work to do because I was just playing catch up all the time, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then I'd have my teenager messaging me going, oh, we, um, the, the one of the horses, um, it needs more pony nuts or we've run out of chaff or we need wormer because they're worming all the horses at the weekend or did you book that show or yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and then I'd have my little boy come home from school saying, don't forget, we need the nativity play outfit for the so-and-so day. And, oh, it's it's jumper day this, or it's, we need to make sure we're not late for swimming for that because of this. And you get the emails then coming in from the school. And then I've got my husband sort of, you know, doing work. <laughs> he's quite easy, really. Every now and again, we're like, oh, on the school run, can you get some milk on the way home? And, oh, I can't walk, walk the dog today. I've got to go into London. Okay, well, I'll, I'll walk the dog then, shall I? Like, this is constant barragement of yeah. noise. And then you're left going, okay, when are I going to have time for me? When am I going to go on yeah. that run? Although I won't go for a run, it'd be something else. Um, I do sort of prioritise the horses, but like this week, I get like you if you're running. I haven't been as much because I spent a lot of time with the horses on Tuesday because I had to take one of them to the vets. That took all day. So I then haven't had another had nativity plays, optician appointments, blood tests for me, the kids and everything else. So between all of that, it's like then there's little time to then go on that run or for me, go mm-hmm. for a horse ride just this particular week. Um, and I, I just found myself going, I would forget that when I rang, I went and got my last prescription from one of my medications, the pharmacist saying to me, by the way, your next prescription that you need, you need to get a repeat coming from the doctor. And if you don't do that, then um, I will, um, you, you, you won't get your medicine. So you, you need to contact the doctor. So then as soon as I walk in the door, I'm going, don't forget, repeat prescription, repeat prescription. I, won't ha- I don't have a photocopy memory like you. I would get my what, and it's literally on my kitchen as I walk into my kitchen. There's a pen on my fridge, and I write repeat prescription. Make sure you get that. Brilliant. And so then every morning, like some days, it's massive. The scribble that mm. I've got, like, you know, at the moment, like I had a thought the other day. I was like, I've got the puppy, and I thought my husband changed his chip name. You know, when they have their chipped, and when you buy the puppy, I haven't checked that we've changed the address on the chip. Okay. Like a random thought. Yeah. And I'm like, right. Put it on the board. Um, and so now it's still on the board, but it doesn't matter. It's it's still there. But then when I had like the request for the the Christmas, the kids Christmas uh, teachers present contribution, yeah. Yeah. Christmas jumper day, all those extra things. That's just obviously very Christmassy orientated because obviously we're recording this at the time running up to Christmas. Um, and then I, but I get great satisfaction when I wipe them off or I cross them off. Um, and it becomes that. So that's how for me, like I haven't got um that kind of photographic memory 
and my head can be a little bit sometimes a little bit all over the place that's how I manage that but I've got similar so even though I'll remember it I will still have somewhere I can throw it like your whiteboard so every single day once I've kind of finished I will have a quick brain dump if you like of things that I need to capture tomorrow things that I just need to make sure not necessarily because I'll forget but I try and have a bit of a plan B because although I've got a photographic memory, it's not perfect. I'm perimenopausal. So it's very couple of weeks, I'll be fine. And then I won't realise I'm not all right until I look back at the week and go, yeah. oh my God, what was going on? So I try and add a couple of plan B. So I've just got a very traditional magnetic to-do list of a plain bit of paper. They rip, they rip off every single day um, and I will just brain dump there. And that will involve... Um, you know, daughter, son, things, everything, work, play, the lot. I don't have any interest in making order. No, not no, not at all. I don't wow. see why you would separate them. And then I I might circle three, no more than three that I need to look at first. And that's it. I keep it really simple. So yours is the whiteboard, mine's the pad. Other people text themselves. I mean, I wouldn't loads of people email themselves, and I see that as a a, a not a great thing to really manage it because everyone's emails are just crazy it doesn't matter what time of year it is everyone has got emails regarding clients and stuff so then to email yourself mm. with extra work I just think that you're not going to want to go through all those emails anyway so then to add to that list yeah I agree. Try and do something that's outside of that but like your whiteboard's a great idea because it's not something that is in your work environment it's there exactly. when you walk in the door yeah, my husband is a tidy freak, so he doesn't like he likes clean sides. So if I had a pad on the side, he would put it in the cupboard, so I'd forget about it. And I would, then when I have that thought, it's not there for me to write it down really quickly. Was well, um, my ticket but, gun fridge? But yeah, yeah, so I'm not a tidy freak at all, and I don't like anyone touching my desk. That's so on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't sep. I I separate the two, so my brain works very differently with my work and my personal. So. Um, I, it's not to say when I'm sitting here at my desk I wouldn't do it something personal administration yeah. but I would sort of have I've got um oh where did I let me find it just sorry for those on the podcast you can't <laughs> hear uh, but it's really like a oh what was her name I can't remember who created this if you if you know if you're watching this on the video um you'll know the branding um oh Leone Australian yeah Leone Dawson that's it um, I bought this years ago and I still use them now yeah. and it's called my shining day yeah um, and it's got three most important things it's, it's got the task list at the top yeah. and then it's got more to do's and it's got a little to do there and it does have like learn connect eat greens create and make meditate move how many drinks of water have I had today I'm grateful for and it gives you like how to make your dreams come true it's all very sort of you know like more about the dreams and success kind of orientation but i use it for my personal to-do list on my work desk and yeah. that's separate from my work list so i look at my whiteboard and go oh normally oh shit i've not done that um and so then i put it on this little pad and it will sit on my desk until i've for that week and then i get to friday and i'm like oh god i've really got to do that so a lot of like my own personal financial tasks like recently yeah. I've been reviewing my, my house husband and I's pension that will stay on here until I tick it off and it'll annoy me it might sit there for two or three weeks but it'll annoy me mm. because I can't tick it off because it's on this little pad but I can't put my work stuff on there um, and I complete I was just going to move the cat I have my special notepad this is like bible and I have to do lists in my and capsule tasks and like things in my workflow 
but um i like lists when they, when you look after like over 100 clients at, um in a year um actually no probably 150 to 160 clients in a year um it, it, you don't like to rely or i don't like to always rely on emails or tasks in exactly. systems um and i do like work priority pages where i have like this is like my um immediate clients uh, that I currently look after that need this this and this done this side is the clients that are new clients and so I can then sort of tie I put timelines and I have pages for October clients pages for November and pages for the December and so if I'm talking to somebody in December I won't I tell them look I'm still working on November I have four clients in November so you're sixth on my list and then that way I can manage my clients expectations Mm -hmm. And also I can manage my own. Um, and yeah. so it's a really, really basic scribble. No one would really Yeah, but it that. works for you. And I think that's what a lot of people seem to miss. They expect a really complicated process and it has to be, it has to involve tech somehow, or you know, it's all about what everyone else is doing. But actually, that really works for you. Does, and you've yeah. obviously done that for a long time. Yeah. So that's brilliant. So why on earth would you change it? I completely agree with you. Why would you use tech? Because it doesn't need plugging in. I yeah. try not to use tech as much as I can because as much as it's great and it it does help us, it does break. It does need updates. It does need charging. So, and I'm a real traditional PA, probably because of my background, but a pen and a paper is never going to foul you. You know, it doesn't need no. to be plugged in. So no, I, I find yeah. those um, like Asana, mm. they're great for big projects. They're great. But like the day-to-day -day work, um, but been, not so much. But then my admin team, I'm I'm a I'm a little bit different with my team because I like I need to. There's three people potentially, four including me, that are working on one client. So I need to know what they're doing. Yeah, I need to know what tasks have been completed. So I have a workflow system um, in our back office system that we've created. And so whenever someone's done the task, they tick it. And if they haven't, it gets moved on. So if I can click on any client at any time, I can see what has or hasn't happened as long as they're yeah. keeping up to date, which they should do. So mm. they can have their own workflows. They can do what they like. But as long as that system is used, it does give you a clear foundation. But I wouldn't then go and create another one in Asana for me personally or another yeah. platform that you use that kind of thing for. There's um, Zoom have a similar thing. And what was the other one that I used a while back? there's asana and i can't remember what it's called but i found them just too complicated if i'm honest mm. yeah i use asana if i've got a couple of people that work you know any research things you know finding a window cleaner that kind of thing roofers all that kind of thing i'll have someone else do that for me and then we keep a task list in asana and then once they found it and you know got it to the stage it needs to be she'll tick it and then there's a deadline that kind of thing so i can't possibly keep everything in my head um, working, for, working for multiple clients as well as having my own life, I'd be, well, I, I would have hit burnout a long, long time ago. Um, yeah. So yeah, I do use tech, but in terms of day to day, my work moves so fast. By the time I've updated tech, <laughs> I should have done it. So yeah. it's a completely different life for me. And you know, you said about not putting a person stuff in your your blue bible. I run, well, not run, but I manage other people's personal lives. So yeah. I've got their personal life in my own personal life because I believe in a 
a huge work-life blend. I don't really believe in the whole balance thing. Maybe that's a conversation for another time. So their personal life being dealt with in my own personal time, whenever that may be, isn't alien to me because that's part of the business that I've created. I think that's interesting because like what we're showing here is that we've got it works your way works for you my way works for me and it's not that there's there's a wrong or a right it's figuring out what works for you absolutely yeah and and making sure that you're doing it in a way that's you know active for you because a really good example actually I've taken on a new client this week and she what I'm helping her set up processes and other things like that just onboarding for her clients because she liked the way I onboarded her um, and she said, oh, what colours do you use for different meetings? Because I've suggested it, like, if someone's diary is so busy and all they can see is a sea of meetings, I do try and introduce a bit of colour coding just because it's 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 nicer to look at. But also it's easier for our brain to go, oh, purple's online, but red's in person. So you instantly know that travel, you need to go and travel when there's a red meeting. It just helps you differentiate between your entire week rather than just seeing a sea of like blue or green. I, agree. I, I have four colours. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, but she was saying to me, what colours do you use? And I said, well, I, it, everyone uses different colours. It completely, there's no one fit all. And she couldn't, she didn't really not understand, but she thought that there would be a one size fits all approach. And she said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I can share what I do. But we've got, an, I've got a, like a mutual contact, um, another client that she knows. And I said, well, with this client, this is what I do for her. But purple, red and green might not work for you. I can't stand the colour purple personally. So I wouldn't want purple in my calendar. Yeah. So it's everything I do is completely bespoke for each person. Because as we've already highlighted, what works for you probably wouldn't work for me because of the different people that we are. And that is absolutely okay. So it's given yeah. ourselves permission to go that's fine and then that's it no not over analyzing that yeah so I guess for people that are listening it's a case of saying to yourself okay how do you tend to do things you know I'm I'm a little bit on the rush on the fly mm. and I need to get it down somewhere so my work whiteboard works well for me whereas when I'm sitting down in, on my desk and I've got focus time then I I can make more detailed notes in my notebook and then further detail because mine's all about detail I can then make make much more detail in my tech system um, and you can have different approaches for different parts of your life if you wish to, or you can have it all as one, like Abigail's described. How do you tend to do things? Are you one that likes a to-do list on an app on your phone and you could have little folders or stickets on your phone? Are you somebody like you, you said, Abigail, emails yourself, which would scare the life out of me. Um, you know, do you like Outlook quite a lot? So you could actually use Outlook for tasks and you can actually in Outlook, you can set tasks for yourself, either work or personal. You can flag things on there. You can have follow ups on there. You don't have to have a whole new learn a whole new system. Like, what are you currently doing that could help you just enhance your organization that doesn't mean you're reinventing the wheel because actually the simple stuff is what you consistently will can then can pick up and continually do Mm. Um, and it's okay if you're different and the red flag comes up when if you know it's not working for you and you know those red flags are coming up is because you are you know things are falling through the cracks and you know everyone has things that falls through the cracks I'm not perfect at all I I do take my children to school in the wrong clothes when it's non-uniform day no one's perfect but when they keep happening over and over again and you're just exhausted and you just can't seem to really get forward that's when someone like me um can go in and look at what you're doing 
and go right okay and suggest other ways that are very similar to what you're doing so there's no point going in and going right for someone that clearly doesn't like tech implementing all these new apps and all that kind of thing so working with someone on how they're already working but tweaking it is in my zone of genius I love doing that it's what I've kind of stepped into a lot more over the last couple of months um but again it's completely bespoke so that's if what you're doing is working great don't worry about what everyone else is doing but as I say if you're getting red flags where things are just getting missed you don't know why you're knackered you're getting ill all the rest of it then I think maybe a tweak in how you are then operating would be a good idea brilliant and I've got so many things that, that ping into my head that to talk about following from that but just looping back a little bit um in regards to um like I would call it energy matching so there's a some Joanna Martin one of many taught me this um which is called batching for energy matching and it's it comes back down to a little bit like we were describing about like my work day and and, and like that's my set work day and a little bit down to boundary setting and a little bit down to like your energy and your flow. Yeah. So I'll give an example. Um, what I would tend to do um, is I would come and sit at my desk at nine o'clock, make like mentally, it's like you have to sit here. The kids are at school. You have to sit here and you have to work. You're not allowed time to yourself. You get, got to get stuff done. And then what would happen is I'd do, I do, I, I would faff around. I might have a few bakes in my diary on the odd occasion. And then I would um, sit there until like half past three, four o'clock all day and then finish the day and I'm exhausted. I haven't achieved half the stuff I should have worked and I hadn't achieved half the stuff um, I could have done personally. And I haven't had any time to myself and I haven't organized anything else or had any headspace or created any future planning or anything. And so that went on for quite quite some time. And when I went through a busy period, it was even worse because I was back to back appointments to the point where I'd have like five or six calls in a day. And about a month or so ago, I sort of reflected and went, hang on a minute, I'm not being productive here. It's almost like less is more for me. Mm. Um, and what I decided to do, although it's not completely worked yet, but it, I think it's just been like the nativities, the Christmas stuff, the opticians, the doctor's appointments, um, the vets with the, the horse and so that's taken up a lot of my sort of personal time but I decided that actually I was going to work nine till two so those last couple of hours of the day um, my energy is really good in um, doing technical administration work um, I don't always enjoy it I'm easier talking to clients so the energy is higher in the morning so I did two hours of admin nine to twelve <laughs> and then I would I discovered that actually I couldn't do four or five calls in a day I got to four o'clock and I was mentally exhausted and my day doesn't finish them I've still got a dog to walk dinner to cook horses to sort clubs to yeah. go to and all the rest of it and I wasn't I'm not then eating properly I'm not looking after myself properly um so I decided I could only do two calls a day mm. and after two calls yeah. a day that was it I was done mm -hmm. so from 12 till 2 the afternoon when my energy started to come down but I find it easier I would then do those calls in the afternoon mm -hmm. Um, so I sort of changed my day and it then meant that when I finished at two, I weren't feeling guilty that I hadn't got enough done. It gave me more two hour focus in the morning going, you've only got two hours of admin. What are you going to get done in these two hours? Right. Done, done that. That I achieved it. Job done. Rather than spending hours looking through emails and trying to respond Same. to bits and pieces yeah. and things yeah. that actually are quite irrelevant. It's actually, no, I need to get some core work done. 
Um, and then I also at two then at two o'clock I'd have something to eat. I felt okay, and then I'd look at my personal stuff and go right. What do I need to do personally? Is there anything else I haven't planned? Okay, no, I'm good. Actually, I've got half an hour to myself. And so then when mm. by the time I got to four o'clock, I got much more done. I was ten times more productive. Yeah. Um. So I and I found that that has really really helped reducing my actual appointments in the day, reducing the times that clients can book appointments in the day. What time it's booked. Um, and just thinking about energy matching, actually, when's the best time for me to be doing that admin? Yeah. When's the best time yeah. to be speaking to people? Yeah. Um, and that's worked really well for me. And then but I have to keep like my work and my my personal stuff separate for me because um, I end up prioritizing my clients all the time. So if I actually don't allocate time for me, um, yeah. I don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And add it in your diary just as you would a meeting. Yeah. I say that yeah. all the time. And it is about carving that time out and we don't prioritize we're not on our own to-do lists I mean I reframed it as a to-you list in the hope that more people would even if you put your name on your list that you've got next to you just write Rebecca as a kind of subconscious reminder that you are you need to you are on your own you know to-do list you've got your own needs as well but on adding a cherry on the cake to your what you've just said about your time blocking maybe if you find that you're even having calls like every afternoon something that I do with a couple of clients is add maybe just Tuesday and Thursdays as client days so that's yeah. when you do your client work and then on a Monday Wednesday Friday that's you don't ever have calls on a Monday Wednesday Friday just for an example because yeah. that also works when you're going into the week you know that you're not going to be talking to a client on a Monday so you yeah. know that you can then allocate and time block other work because you know other that work, you're not yeah. so I have tried that before and it did work um to an extent what I found was, is I would do a little bit of what I would faff around that day, that admin day, I would do a couple of hours work and then the rest of the day I was faffing about. So um, it doesn't work for you and that's great. It doesn't work. And then on Monday, mm. I, went, I went, oh, it's all right, I'll just leave it till Wednesday because I'm going to have my admin day on Wednesday and it get to Wednesday and something else will come up yeah. and then actually I got halfway through and they'll start to get stressed and I'll be like, oh, it's okay, I'll leave it to Friday. I get to Friday and then I'm working over the weekend because I've not got it done. Oh, so um, I... I it, it's I think you've got to try things haven't you and yeah absolutely well in reality be honest with yourself what actually works yeah exactly and it's like you know the classic staying in your own lane and as we just said you know find, seeing that red flag and just admitting that actually what you're doing isn't working for you just because you've been doing something for however long if it's not really sitting well with you and you know something's got to change ask those around you you know, what, what are other people doing that could perhaps help you? It doesn't mean you've got to take on their entire process, but little tweaks can make a massive difference as it, you've exactly highlighted. It's massive. And there's two other things I definitely want to talk before we um, even think about rounding up our conversation. Um, boundaries, um, but also um, one of the... So I have a lot of people, as, as a business owner, I have a lot of people message me um, and talk and ask me, I think I've I think we've had this conversation actually with you and your your company and your team mm. um, around that growth side of things like how do I start to delegate how mm. do I start to bring people on and I have a lot of sort of uh, not that I'm an expert at recruitment and um you know outsourcing but people have asked me well how have you done it and I've I've, I've recently to, um fingers crossed I've got a new lady by the time this comes out she'll be joining me called Sandra um that's going to be joining me for the January as an advisor now I can't tell you 
the weight that sort of lifted off my shoulders and I'm I'm pretty sure you could probably appreciate it Mm. you're the only pension advisor investment advisor in the firm and you're doing all this promotions and marketing you sort of stop yourself from promoting and marketing because you don't necessarily want at at certain points you have the energy for the work um so the fact that I'm going to have another advisor just has given me 10 times more energy and passion about my business because I know that I've got someone else that's got my back that can t- look after these clients because I don't really want to turn people away. That's, I just, I don't feel good about that. It's a nice feeling to have as a business owner, but I don't actually, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. Um. So, um, which is, a, so it's a great, great feeling. So when I, when she's been coming onto the company and we've been had a couple of team meetings, she's sort of scratching her head and she's like, so Rebecca, you don't do, she's already part of the network I'm part of. So she gets a lot of the administration already and the back office already. And she's saying, so you don't do this. And I'm like, no, so-and-so does that. You don't do this. I'm like, no, so-and-so says that. Like 70, 80% of my job is administration. I said to her, no, when I told you, I don't, I, I, my core role is research, um, analyzing and, um, it's not gathering information. It's not chasing clients. It's not following up. It's not data inputting. I speak to clients and I analyze a research. That's it. That's my job. I do the technical bit. I do the bit that no one else can do. And so a lot of people ask me, well, how have you done that? And that's been 13 years in the process of like finding out how we do that. But a lot of business owners are not that brave to let things go. And mm-hmm. you have to do it gradually. So Katie is a big part of that. Katie's my client manager. She's But she's worked with me for six years. And she started just doing client follow-ups. That's all she did. For about six months and then uh, it takes time to train people and over time now she literally runs pretty much my whole company really um, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about that um and how how you think people will be good in terms of okay well I've I've I'm, I've sorted out my diary um I'm I've worked out my batching for energy matching I've worked out how I'm going to get the noise in my head and get it down on paper and structure myself but now I'm sitting here going I can't do all this that's the reality of the situation they actually can't physically do it all and if you want to scale your business or you want to like get that promotion at work or you want that pay rise you know it is a case that we've I've had many conversations with Sky Barber for example she's brilliant Mm -hmm. at that sort of um, structuring things and how you recruit people and that kind of stuff and there's a great uh, if you're interested in that then do go and listen to Sky Barber's show um on the, the I, don't, I don't know what episode it was I'd have to look but um we had a great interview about like that recruitment process but from your perspective Abigail what can people start to think about when they should start ge- delegating and what they should start ge- delegating and who they should maybe consider delegating to so in terms of what people can start delegating because we all love to do it all ourselves let's admit it um anything that doesn't need your actual brain so you've already said Rebecca as you're the financial advisor you will do the financial advising because Katie's not qualified in that and none of your other team are so you have refined it over that time for you to do that because that's what you've set your business up to do and you've got to the stage where you know you've done that over a long period of time but initially to stop the overwhelm to stop the burnout it's getting rid of the small, like using example of what I do. So if someone was to come on with me, trust is a massive issue. Taking on a stranger, especially with, you know, in, in my line of work, when I'm in people's personal lives, I don't really want to give away. Well, some people don't want to give away personal details, that kind of thing. So it's starting off with, can you just book the dentist? 
little things, exactly like where Katie started with you in doing the follow-ups, starting those little things, actually, I've just thought of a client, great example. They started with me a month ago. Um, they came from me recommendation, but they knew nothing about me other than this recommendation. Um, I did say I can hook them up, hook them up, link them up with a client so they could talk to a client and have a bit more information about me. But they were happy to just start. We don't have Zoom calls. We don't have catch-ups. We literally have built this relationship off of WhatsApp. So they both work full-time, the software developers. But it's the window cleaners that I mentioned earlier on. They need Their, their lounge actually rains inside. So it's finding roofers that can go round. And so it's doing all that liaison and then coming back to them and saying, right, because they'll send me you know, photos of the house and that kind of thing. And then if you end up sending round someone that, clearly is not a competent roofer then that's showing that's that trust isn't going to build between you and the client because yeah. you're not really doing so it's that building the trust through the actions that you're taking off the tasks that they're asking you to do um and that they've just renewed going into January so we've obviously been doing a good job so that's yeah that's really good so it's, it's taking those small steps so when you've done a brain dump um, I do talk about this, actually. I go live on LinkedIn on a Friday um, and I do briefly talk about this. I've got three points that I use for my own brain dumps as well as clients. So when you've done a brain dump and you've got all this random information looking at you, you often think, well, what was the point of that? Because now I just feel massively overwhelmed because there's all this stuff that needs to be done, work and personal related. The first one is, is it relevant? So when you're looking at stuff and you've got your lounge leaking, You've got client deadlines and everything like that, you know, birthdays to buy for. Our brains only work in the present tense. I've been listening to Marissa Peer, absolutely adore this woman, but they only work in the present tense. So saying I'm going to do this next week or, you know, past things that have happened, our brains don't recognise that. So if you've got your mum's 70th birthday party on your mind, because you had a really good time at that a couple of weeks ago, then your brain is still thinking about your mum's 70th birthday you need to extract that out of your head because you're still still filling up your head with space. Getting it out on a brain dump just clears that space. So you can just cross it out. Is it relevant? No, it's not relevant because it's happened. Yeah. Your brain won't tell you, well, that's happened. You're just thinking about it because you had a great time. Write it down, cross it off. So is it relevant? All those things. Is the client deadline relevant? When's the deadline? If it's Tuesday, is it in your diary? What do you need to be doing for it? Dedicate the time in your diary to prep as well as have the meeting, whatever it might be. So the first one is relevant. The second one is delegate, which is just, you've just touched on. And when I say delegate, it could be anything that doesn't involve your actual brain. So a lot of us are very precious. We want to do everything ourselves. Unfortunately, there's no blue or red pill to take. You just have to get over yourself and just delegate some of the stuff. But it could be delegating, emptying the dishwasher. You know, if you'd like to do all the things, it might be you might be one of those people that does the dishwasher in a really scientific, methodical way. Get over it. It's a dishwasher. You've got other things that need your time. Delegate the dishwasher to your Pardon? takes the way I do my dishwasher. I'm yeah. not allowed to touch it. I can empty it. I'm not allowed to fill it. There's That's many people. You crack on. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly. As long as it gets filled, I'm really not interested. Um, but anyone else that's doing it differently to how he does it gets a real lecture on doing it. And I'm, I've already left the room. But there yeah. are many people that are like that, that actually that have got bigger priorities, you know, really just let it go. If it's a dishwasher, whatever it might be, 
if you've got a dog that needs walking, like you've mentioned, get a dog walker. You know, it's and it's the little things that will build. And then when you go on holiday, that dog will come up and then be able to take your dog for you. That's something else that's then organised. Yeah. Start small. There are definitely things on your brain dump. And I don't care what job you do, what life you lead. There are definitely things I can promise you that you can start with to delegate. And then the third one, and it's one that people don't really like hearing, but I am honest, if anything else, um, is being realistic. We've spoken about many things that we should be realistic it is owning up to the fact that you're not able to do all the stuff no one can spin all the plates I don't care who they are it's about admitting four out of the six plates are more important than spinning six of them really badly that's a really interesting point because so I got there a little while ago my husband's situation with his work was changing he was having to go into London more he wasn't as around as much um, and I was still in this sort of energy of, well, you know, um, we're 50-50, like that kind of mentality yeah. in, in my head. And then I just, I turned and said to him, I said, do you know what? I'm going to reduce my hours at work. And the reality is, and I'm going to attempt, it doesn't mean I'm, I'm going to take on another administrator. Mm-hmm. I'm going to att- still carry on doing what I'm doing, but I'm going to be doing it in less hours. That's That's my attempt because like now that it's darker at a certain hour and mm. although we could get a dog walk and I do need to get a dog walk that's a very good example I just haven't got round to ringing two or three because my, my dog is, is he's not your like typical Labrador kind of dog he's a very intelligent highly strong um complex intelligent little little bugger um and so it would take like you have when you take on new staff you're a little bit reluctant to do that because the amount of time you've got to put in to train that member of staff Um, so this is a really sort of whether it's work or personal it's a good example um in that sort of like that I was like okay it's easier right now if I just give myself some headspace and so that's what I did first and because I knew I was running up to Christmas and I knew I'd still be having lots of other things to do and then I thought okay well then actually I can evaluate whilst over the break of Christmas I can then evaluate. So if you're going on holiday, you can do the same thing. If you take a weekend to, just to reflect, take some time out and then decide, okay, well, actually, what, what do I need help with? So um, I then actually decided, and that, that was a real like reality check for me. Like it was che- it was checking in going, I can't do all this. I can't work full-time and be a full-time mum and be a full-time several animal owner yeah. and look, do everything. Um, yeah. it's, I've got three rabbits and it, you know they're quite high maintenance rabbits believe it or not mm. got two horses both need to be ridden one by me one by my daughter like that that all take my little boy plays for a football team is training every Saturday you know my husband obviously does that on the weekends as well has a game every Sunday it's, there's, there's an awful lot and I just said you know what I haven't got the headspace so the reality check was actually I needed to step away not step in uh-huh. oh it's so interesting because then I've had another administrator come on that's been yeah. fantastic that's been great from for Katie she's then been able to step in and help me more because she's got some of doing some of the things that she she can do but my new administrator couldn't uh-huh. uh, obviously from a training perspective and then now I've had this opportunity with Sandra, the new advisor coming in. I'm going, well, actually, I might be able to walk the dog because I want to walk the dog. Absolutely. And, exercise. and it's yeah. then prioritising and setting the boundaries around well, what actually do you want to be doing with your time? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So it's having that. And then people think, well, I've even got time to have that brain dump. I don't have time to do that. You do have time to do that because when you're eating your lunch, you're on social media. 
you're watching Channel 4, Steph's Pat Lunch or whatever it might be. So you do have time to brain dump and work it through. Um, But those three points I find are just, they're really helpful. They're not points that people really generally like to hear, but then that's why they're helpful. Um, And I use it on myself and I try and use it on anyone else that is at that point where they're like, I don't know where to turn. Something's got to change. I don't know what to change. I don't know who can help me, et cetera. Um, And then stepping back, like you say, you you initially think as humans, we think we've got to do more. We're not having that result. We've got to do more. We've got to push, push, push. When I had a bumpy summer this year, I was pushing. I was trying to hustle and have that mentality. As soon as I stepped back, well, December has been my busiest, busiest month I've ever had in business. Yeah. So it is about stepping back you know you're not talking hours to get this stuff organized it takes 10 10 to 15 minutes to have a brain dump and then step away you don't have to go through it straight away brain dump it go through it a bit later you can go through it over a period of days it's and then reach out I mean you know this is clearly my Zona's expertise because I could talk about this till the cows come home but there are people like me and I don't offer I'm not necessarily plugging but it's it's a a clear link I don't always um, have to work with someone full-time part-time or even on an ongoing basis I do an intensive hour where you brain dump with me you share your diary on screen and for that hour I will go through the brain dump with you challenge you and make you say no to stuff um, and after that hour you never have to see me again for that particular reason because I realize that people might need help like now but they might not want to PA forever so yeah. yeah exactly that I mean I'm quite good at I think I'm I'm a financial planner mm. and so I'm quite good at planning funny enough um and I'm quite good at like stepping back and reality and I'm quite self-aware but not self-aware in like oh I said the wrong thing there because I can say the really say the wrong thing sometimes people look at me sometimes <laughs> someone sat next to me the other day and went um I feel physically uncomfortable <laughs> I was like I don't mind asking her that question. I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not bothered. And this woman was like literally itching in her own skin. Oh. Um, I, I just laughed about it afterwards. But um, anyway, there you go. Um, so, <laughs> so bad. Um, so what was my point? So this is the pick. This is like the, this is, the, I've not had a lot of sleep last night. I had a burst tire at Blue Water and then I couldn't get home. And I was, yeah, anyway. So I'm really tired today. So my brain's not quite working. So I can't I've, I've lost my train of thought for a second. What was my point? So we were talking about being realistic um and stepping back and you step back and you've all these color th- other things have come back to release you from doing all the stuff and it's worked out far better for you. Yeah, exactly that. Um, I'm not sure where I got onto the point of saying the wrong things. Um but anyway, that's that's part of the the perimenopausal, right? You go off on a tangent and you forgot what you you were talking about in the first place. Oh, yeah. You're not alone. Um, yeah, but the point being, yes, um, I've then had the headspace to then actually go, uh, you know, take some time out. I'm I'm quite good at the planning side. That was my that was my point yeah. because I'm, I'm I'm not self aware in the what I say kind of way, but I'm self aware on hang on a minute, how am I spending my time? Like, that wasn't a productive day today. How can I do that differently? Um, what I'm not so good at is then looking at like so my word for next year so this is uh, in the new year with 2024 people that are listening to this now Mm. my word for the year is health 
um, because I've had clients that have had stroke last year, as I say this in 2023, they had strokes, lots of cancer, lot partners dying. Um, so it, when you do my job, um, it gives you a different view of life and much like probably like a doctor or a nurse was, it just teaches you. Mm. And I never prioritize my health. I've actually booked a retreat, which is a health retreat. It's not a business retreat. It's a health retreat um, in March. Um, and my my cat's going to walk across the screen now because he just he likes to, to do that. Um, random. Um, but it's, it, it, like, I've got two laptop laptop covers because one's for the cat. You know when they like so I was like just of course new laptop cover because that annoys me getting hair like hair all over the laptop cover. Um, so my word for the year is health. And so for me it's a case of going right. I can't. I need to create space. For me to then be able to prioritize my health because what I naturally do a bit like that work situation where I cram in everything else and I'll, I'll just do that constantly and not make space for my personal stuff just like transactional you know things buy more milk um let alone the thing that I put to the bottom of the list which is actually going for more walks or eating yeah. more healthily or doing yoga or going doing meditation or whatever that might look like I, that, yeah. that doesn't even happen yeah um so the setting the boundaries to create that um i i end up a, a bit of a work not in a workaholic that sounds like a really negative word but i, I, I think but it's a habit isn't it we work a lot of the week a lot of our week is work so it becomes a lot of what we're then speaking uh, speaking about we're thinking about it and then it just overshadows everything else because we're doing it so much that other things just become very very small yeah. including us and family and all that kind of thing so with yeah. me especially during December I've had a new like temporary client up until the 22nd of December very very intense client but I've put in a recurring appointment for myself into my diary for half an hour a day um just after lunch once I finish my lunch to just listen to it like this lady Marissa Peer that I really like at the moment to just sit and listen to her not with my phone in my hand or anything. Well, I'm listening to it on my phone, but not scrolling to no. just sit and just be. And when I first started doing it, I was thinking, this is really unproductive. Like, why am I just sitting? But I knew it would help because I was just reframing, just almost catching my breath yeah. before I go again, because everything I'm doing is so fast paced. I, I had to like, put it yeah. in as a recurring appointment. See, but that's where I would go, like, my logical brain would be like going no if you've got work to do you've got that client's call you've got to do da, 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 same, da, same. yeah same but I fought it because I've got to eat I have to eat it's very you know it does vary every time I don't eat so yeah and we're all I mean we're all guilty of that but this recurring appointment is well that's my lunch and I'm going to listen to Marissa and that's my lunch. And it's made me, because I mean, I'm not, I'm not a massive lover of food, particularly. I find it quite boring. I eat as slow as a cow. So to try and link it in with something that calms me, I've started yeah. to enjoy my food again. I've started to think, well, what can I eat while I'm listening to Marissa? It's yeah. changed it into a bit of like a mini date with myself. I mean, it's only 45 minutes, um, but it, every single day, I mean, I, I've got work. I could work all day and all night at the moment. I've literally got that much work. But no one's screaming at me. And it's it comes back to the other things that we're talking about. It's managing expectations. The new client that came on with me this week, one of the diary colour code lady, I said to her, some, she wants some branding done and whatever, um, that 
that's great. But I said, I'm going to need 24, 48 hours turnaround on this thing that she was asking me to do. So I could manage the expectations, not just for her, but for me, because I am very naturally conscientious. I want to do things straight away. But obviously, when there are multiple people asking for stuff, I'm not a wizard. So I now say, great, heard it, noted, understand what you want. And then I will say, right, I'm going to do this on X, Y, Z. And I'll always add a buffer because things don't always go straight forward. You know, things happen, calls happen. And I will say, right, I've allocated that X, Y, Z, whatever it is on Tuesday, whatever. Um, Because lots of people go, can you just do this? Can you just do that? Well, that's my entire day gone. Yeah, my my other, I've got a couple of self-employed, like freelance people in my team that help me with social media and stuff. And they said, like, especially with the run up to Christmas, they've had clients jumping up. Like she said, I'm I'm off from this day to this day. If you want anything done, I've got to have it by this day. She's managed people's expectations and still they're throwing loads of work at her. Whereas back in November, I was talking about what I was doing in January and my team were like, oh, it's only November. I'm like, trust me, you're going to thank me for it when it's like the 5th of December. And we've got literally that to five, six, seven, eight working days run down to before we're hitting that sort of the kids are off you're going to thank me for it and um it's 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 that it's it's you've got to really think ahead but it's hard when you haven't got the headspace or you're not setting those boundaries it's like you you end up sort of going around in circles a little bit for a little bit of time it's it's I think for me when I know that I'm really in that spot I make myself book myself a day off and I go to a spa I leave the house I don't stay in the house or in my office oh she's disappeared um I don't stay in my office and I I um yeah, I go, I go somewhere else and I find a calming space so that I can, you know, it, it's amazing once you're out of, out of your head and you're just relaxed, that then you can start to brain dump, like Abigail was saying, around the different ideas, the different things that are popping up for you. Um, and yeah, you're not then in that sort of adrenaline rush uh, situation. Um, well, Abigail's ju- jumped out of my Zoom, which is I'm just going to pause and see if she comes back. She's back. She's back. <laughs> Wi-Fi dropped out. She's back. Yeah. So um, any lasting thoughts you want to leave with us after all of these sort of nuggets of things to get organised and get your shit done for 2024? Um, I think a real classic thing to leave on would be the the yearning for the work-life balance thing. Um, I think it's absolute rubbish, you wanting balance, because as we've already discussed between us both, no one has balance. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas, Easter, whatever it is. No one has that 50-50 works working really nicely over here. I've got my personal life over there and there's a nice clear divide down the middle. It just doesn't exist. And I think people get themselves and their knickers in a twist trying to achieve that life that even Kim Kardashian doesn't particularly lead. You know, it just doesn't exist because... Life at the moment is really, really busy because it's Christmas or whatever's going on. There's always something going on during the year. And I really, really advocate a blend. There's nothing wrong with work and life blending the two. It's then about managing expectations, having boundaries in order to keep that in a way that works for you, as we've already discussed. So having a blend is far more achievable for everybody. And then you don't start the self-sabotage and all the other things that go with it. So if you can stop using the word balance please people because you're just setting yourself up for failure and then everything else just falls to shit after that 
<laughs> I love that. I appreciate your honesty. Um, so I know that obviously you work one to one with people. You've already described that. You've already described that you also work on like one off power hours. And yeah. um, any, any other ways that other people can work with you as well? Um, yes, it is. So I've created something off the back of something that I already provide. But now I do it as a standalone service because I've been subconsciously doing it for years. Um, so I've called it and I'm still kind of tweaking it, but it's a time accountability management program but over six months um, and where that came from is because I've been working one-to-one with multiple people for a long time after two two and a half years or so they'd leave because they wouldn't really need me anymore because I'd inadvertently subconsciously trained them to manage mm. their diary with all the things that we were talking about you know i Again, I inadvertently teach them to say no and be honest and, you know, challenge the meeting requests that you're getting. So many people just go to all these meetings, but actually that there's no point going. There's no ROI in it for them or the other person. So I challenge people on many, many levels. I'm far from a PA that just gets delegated to. I want to know why it's being delegated to me. If it should have gone to someone else in your team, like with your team, Rebecca, everyone's got their exact positions. Um, and that's something else I help manage clients with, you know, with the delegation side of it. I'll make sure that the work they're delegating is going to the right person. Um, so the six course, six month course, well, it's not a course, it's more of a program because you've got me on Voxer, should you wish to need me, um, between the hours of nine and five to ask me anything. So when you are knee deep and you're doing your brain dump and everything, um, you can flick me a message on Voxer just to say, oh God, a meeting's come in. I know I should be saying no, but I don't know how to say no without offending the other person. I can help you quickly draft a response, that kind of thing. Um, we have weekly calls to go through the stuff that we've gone through like on, the, on today's podcast, because it's that accountability is what's going to change people's habits. Oh, my God. Accountability is crucial because especially with your finances because hmm. unless you've got me nagging you or katie yeah. or Melissa in my team nagging you which you do on the education but you know when it comes to day-to-day stuff we can't we're, t- we're t- chasing you for information to achieve an objective you've asked us to work towards but you might have several other ob- obligations and objectives that you want to achieve that don't involve us um and other than that unless you've got someone like yourself um like an actual pa that but even then, if you don't tell them about the goals and the objectives, they won't know about it yeah. to chase you for it. Um, so, yeah, you, having that accountability space, I think, is massive. Mm. And then it, it's just about working literally in parallel with you and operating in parallel with you. So although you, the, the client, the people that are on the program still do all the stuff, they book all their own dentist calls. It's not they don't need to delegate anything to me. So this is the real difference in this new program. They get to keep, keep control of their diary all the stuff but I help them navigate their diary and manage the stuff I think that sounds amazing I'm so glad you've created this yeah and it really lights me up because I still get to do what I love yeah um, but I see it's an obstacle when people take some time off yourself (laughs) and that (laughs) but it some people find it an obstacle and a bit of a they're not quite sure when taken on a PA because as we spoke about the trust, you know, people are strangers, that kind of thing. They don't want to make that investment, whatever the reason might be. So I can still help those people that don't want to do that for whatever reason, but still get the result that they want. They can still have the accountability, still get all the stuff done, still have date nights with their other half, still meet their client obligations, whatever it is. 
And I've done it over six months because it takes that long for this stuff to work. It takes a long time for us to change our habits. Um, but I work with the way that people already work, as we've already said. Um, I don't know what that is. Exactly. Yeah, like there's so much to it. I mean, it takes six to eight weeks minimum to create a new habit. And if you have exact habits, the wrong habit, you, you you won't know that for like three or four months. So Exactly. Yeah. So I work with the way someone is already working and I tweak. So I know that result's going to happen, but I kind of meet you in the middle. Um, and then, you know, weekly calls and it doesn't always have to be a Zoom. Sometimes it can be just a, like a WhatsApp call because I realise people are busy. But it's just about checking in with me brain dumping and then making that to-do list get smaller and smaller and then implementing those realistic delegate um and relevant points that we spoke about earlier yeah. and then being and becoming a lot more kind of in their dna so by the Brilliant. end of six months well you need to send us a link we'll put the in the yes, show notes so people can connect with you either way however they want to work with you thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and listening to me twattle on today about my experience of all being trying to get shit done and organize chaos um in the life of uh, of Rebecca Robertson and so I appreciate you um your thoughts on all of that and if you want to connect with Abigail then she's on LinkedIn quite a lot she has a lives on a Friday um so if you want to sort of uh, plug into a little bit of Abigail's life then that's the best way to best place to start and by all means, but do reach out to her if you want to have a chat around working with her and getting some more of your stuff done for 2024. Um, so we're going to end on, you know, Happy New Year to those that are listening yeah. in the new year, whenever you might be listening, listening to this. And um, let's think about what you want your 2024 to look like and how what things you could start to do to get organised. Um, the next show, we have Scottish Widows. We're going to be talking about women in retirement. So we're going to be linking, you know, thinking about, okay, let's think about our pensions. Let's think about our retirements. That, that, that show is going to be coming out next week. And then shortly after that, the week after, for the following four weeks, I'm going to be helping you organise your finances for 2024 and planning your finances for 2024. So this is a lovely little lead up and start to, to getting organised because sometimes it just when you're trying to plug in your finances to an already organised chaos or unorganised chaos, it can get even more overwhelming and then things don't get done and it slips off the to-do list and you get to the end of the year and guess what? You still haven't done it. Um, so and carry on listening to the shows i hope you enjoy them please do leave a review and i look forward to hearing uh you, you hearing our next show and obviously if you do like the show do email me rebecca at rebeccarobertson.co.uk i'd love to hear from you i'd love to hear your thoughts it does make a lot of difference to motivate me to carry on doing them because sometimes i feel like i'm sitting there talking to myself unless i've got an abigail talk chatting with me <laughs> um but it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me thank you very much rebecca you're more than welcome. And thanks for joining us, people. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. Our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning, for regulated advice on pensions, investments, mortgages, insurances on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast.